Relevant Media Solutions believes that marketing is storytelling. They help take business owners from feeling scared that their ineffective website is losing business, embarrassed of their online presence, and worry that their customers are not finding them, to business leaders with a useful website that grows their business and sees customers return. Let them help you tell your story. Visit RelevantMediaSolutions.com today. Thank you for listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit GuysWhoDoStuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. All right. Well, welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. This is the show where we help you get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? Today in the studio, very excited, we have Jamie and Lindsay of BDS. Yes. Blackman Detective, Detective Services. Duo from heaven, bro. Check it out. <laughs> that couldn't have been timed out any better. Love that was it. excellent. So can we just start out by just telling us a little bit about Blackman Detective Services? We are in Garner. Uh, we're a full-service investigative company. Uh, we service the entire state. There's about 10 of us. Um, we are one of the larger uh, PI companies in the state. Usually, it's just kind of one guy working for himself. So that's yeah. one of the things that makes us a little bit unique and a little different. Um, we've been around since 93. Um, so we were founded then by a retired Raleigh police homicide investigator, yep. um, Mr. Allison Blackman, and he still works with us. Um, he's still on cases every day, um, doing his thing. Started working with him in 2014, and I just was kind of like his little sidekick. I learned every, everything that you know he did. I went and met people, did networking, um, learned how to work cases and investigate people, and just fell in love with it. It kind of worked for my lifestyle, and so now I'm buying the company. So that's awesome. Ooh, that's yeah. great. So, Congrats. When does all that finalize? October 1st. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Very exciting. So there's a lot of a lot of things going on. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I was really excited to talk to you guys, one, I met you before, and I think yes. you guys are fantastic. You guys got a bunch of energy and kind of people I like hanging out with. And uh, also, I don't know very much at all about PIs, and right. I feel like there's just a lot I would like to learn about what a PI is, what a PI isn't. I think for, for me, like I think of like the guy from Pink Panther, like a 50s detective with a skinny <laughs> <Yeah>. mustache. <laughs> I uh, think of Magnum PI you and think the of shorts Magnum and PI? the Ferrari. See, I never watched that show. Uh, I wear the shorts. I don't have the Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys clearly don't have mustaches, and so you've, you've broken my entire stereotype of what a awesome. PI is. So what, like, how do you guys spend your day? Like, What are some of the services that you guys offer? Um, so probably one of the main things that we do is surveillance. That's what people typically think of us doing. Um, we do that for family cases, so domestic cases, like, you know, cheating spouse type thing, um, child custody cases. Um, and we also work criminal cases. So the surveillance is a big part. And then the second sister to that would be the research side. So right. we do lots of background checks, um, looking up addresses, you know, for skips and locates and missing persons. Oh, sweet. Yeah. There's lingo. What's a skip? Oh, so a skip <laughs> is um, a person that you just can't find. So they've moved. They've like gotten married. Out. Name has changed. They're supposed to be in court and they never went to court and they're just gone. And so you need to find them. So you may need to serve them papers. You may need to find your child's father, you know, whoever. And so we got to find them. How long have both of you guys been a PI? For me, uh, I'm coming up on six years this year. Right. Okay. Same year, actually. So we started at the same time. 
I was already uh, working in the office at the time that Jamie came in and she's always been full time and it was kind of my part time thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have been doing it for six years. Yeah. What do you love about it? Everything. Everything. It's different every day. Every day is something different. And you could be working on five, six things a day. Um, I, I like the, the not knowing what I'm doing every day. Right. It's like a puzzle. So yeah. people call in, they have a, you know, I have a problem. What can I do? You know, yeah. and we just kind of figure out how can we help you? Is it research that you need? Do we need to do some spying? Do we need to do social media searching? You know, yeah. how can we answer? And it's so it's awesome. I mean, do you just walk around feeling like a spy? That's got to be such a cool feeling. Like it's kind of kind of it, it has moments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have I have gone like miles thinking that somebody was following me. This lady one time followed me all the way, and she wasn't following me, but she just happened to live in the neighborhood right in front of mine. But I was like, oh my gosh, is he following me? I'm looking, I'm switching lanes. <laughs> I'm like swapped to see if she's behind me. You know, going all around. So I was like. Ugh. Calm down. I think so. PIs are the most paranoid people in the world, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great. Do you think you guys see like, I have to imagine it's not all negative stuff, but if you're, you're, you're hired to normally look at people who have suspicious stuff going on, right? Most of the time. Or is that well, not true? Well, sometimes people just want to know. Sometimes yeah. you just need some information. Is it worth me going to sue this person? Is it worth me, you know, taking out this lawsuit? Or should I just mind my own business and move on with life. Some people just yeah. want to, they just have information they need to know. Like, I don't know. We do a lot of like adoption things sometimes where people are looking for a parent, you know, they just have like one little clue. And so we go about and we just try to find all of these, yeah. you know, trying to put the puzzle together for them and just kind of present them with this presentation of all of their information, what they're looking for. So there's a, there's a wide variety of stuff that you guys get to do. Yeah. We're oh, all yeah. over the place. So the surveillance side of it, um, you you have to have a license, right? Otherwise, right. it's stalking. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want people thinking yeah. like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Surveillance. I'm going to help some people out and just start snapping pictures. Like, Yeah. No, we're, we're licensed um, by North Carolina PPSB. That's Private Protective Services Board. They tell us what we can and cannot do. Um, the whole licensing process, you have to have 3,000 hours working, doing what I do right now before you get your license. Like okay. Jamie so has. that's significant. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of training. Yeah. 3,000 hours. Yeah, you have to be on the job. Yeah, on the job, or you have to be like an officer, or you know, you've been a um, detective or something like that. So they'll give you hours credit. Yeah, yeah. If you're, but if you're just coming from straight off the streets and this is just something you love and you really just want to get into it, you just kind of have to be an apprentice under somebody for three thousand hours and put the work in. I mean, it's not great pay, you know what I'm saying, when you're first starting off, but it turns into a profitable thing. So. Yep. Uh, What are your favorite kind of services? Like when the call comes in that you guys get to provide. I like skips. Skips are my thing. So I started bail bonding um, before I started doing PI work. And so that was I know so little about this. What's a bail bond? Oh, a bail bond is um, somebody that gets somebody out of jail. Whenever you go to jail, you know, they the magistrate sets a bond and you have to get a bondsman or you have to pay the full amount of the bond. So um, working with skips who don't want to be found. Right. So it's a lot of social media searching and finding relatives and Mm -hmm. trying to find, you know, pictures and where are these people. And so I just kind of love that. So when people, when I first started doing PI work, um, that was like my thing, like, just give me somebody to find like the picture finder. So who is this person? We need to find a picture of them, either have served papers or something like that. And so, um, I just got really good at that. So my Facebook is 
always exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I I like following people like in the car. I like the actual surveillance aspect of it. I think our, my favorite ones are, um, like working with another PI when there's two of us and you're following someone that is so fun. Your adrenaline gets going. You don't know what's going to happen. Last time I worked with Jamie, um, we were following a man who was driving a little Porsche and he would go from like zero to 80 in like a few seconds. And it was so much fun with the two of us. And, you know, like I, I drive a little Scion TC. It's by no means, you know, a sports car. It's not fast necessarily (laughs) for that poor car, but things like that are just a lot of fun when you're actually out there, like in the moment doing it, I prefer yeah. that over, you know, the office research type stuff. Yeah. I bet your guys's profession offers a rich environment for stories. Like when I bet you guys are great with your buddies and they're like, let's, let's hang out and let's, because I just want to hear the stories of what's going on. Do you guys, you guys get to share that stuff? You know, that that's been kind of a challenge. You know, I've, I've been learning lately that I know I can't share a lot of the things. Yeah. Um, sometimes if a case is really old or it was very notable, mm-hmm. um, we, we all in the office kind of agree upon which cases we can and, you know, cannot talk about. Right. Um, but there are some things like a, a case isn't necessarily open and closed in a week. It might take a year. Right. You know, we might be checking up on somebody for a real long time. And even though it feels like it was, you know, like we can talk about it now, we, we really can't. And, you know, it's such a small world around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done cases before where, you know, I got there and I was going to a woman's house trying to figure out who, you know, if she was cheating on her husband and I get there and sure enough, she's cheating on her husband. And I know that guy, like I used to hang out with that guy Wow. and that, I mean, that happens. And I mean, you could look in your rear view and be like, oh my God, I know that person. Do they know that I'm a PI? I mean, it just, wow. you never really know who's, who's going to know you and how that's going to end up affecting your work. So yeah. we do have to agree upon sort of the, the cases we do and don't talk about. So right. the ones that you guys agree upon that you can share and change the names and just as an illustration, they, mm-hmm. they can probably be found in your guys' newsletter that you put out, right? Yeah, the sleuth. Yay. Love um, that <laughs> newsletter, by the way. It's so uh, Yeah, it's great. It's on the website, blackmanpi.com, right? Yeah. yeah. It is. So um, originally I was supposed to be putting out the sleuth every month, um, <laughs> but you know how life goes. And um, so it, it's just kind of when we can get to it, but we we do put a lot of heart and soul into the sleuth and we pick out stories and we change all the identifying information, but they're all real cases. Right. Um, we try to do a little variety for everyone because ultimately that is the question everybody asks. They either want to know how you got started or what's the craziest thing you ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we try to pick the entertaining stories and put those into the sleuth and kind of long story short type deal. Right. And then we also can use the sleuth for um, informing people. So just giving you like little red flags, what's important, what do you need to know about your kids, what do you need to look for. Um, and so it just gives us an avenue to just kind of tell people all what we do. We do yeah. so much. So it's kind of hard to narrow it down all in one bloop. So that's a, <laughs> that's a nice transition to, I'm curious, like what, so we have a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, people in that space in our audience. And if you are in that mindset, what are some of the signs that, that you would think, oh, maybe you need to hire a PI service? If your employees um, seem like they're being dishonest about something. I mean, one of the services we offer is drug testing for business owners. Um, that could come in handy for somebody who, you know, their their employees drive cat machines or they have to be OSHA yeah. certified, you know, where drug tests are required. So we can do that. Um, we can come to them. They can come to us. They can send their employees to us however they want. We have a little urinalysis test that we do. Um, and background checks, that's really big. You know, who are you hiring? These people are out there representing your company. Um, and, and you want them to do a good job of that and not, you know, have any, any 
way of damaging your reputation as a business owner. I never even considered that. But like, I think like most employers, like we Facebook stock, we look at people and then Mm -hmm. we just make an educated guess that feels like, like, oh yeah, they look good. Yeah, they're fine. They're good people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you don't even know who these people are. They could be, you know, they could have civil suits out and judgments Mm -hmm. out the wazoo. Oh, somebody money. Right. And that stuff doesn't come up on your regular criminal check. So you have to, you know, if you have somebody that's in your office, somebody that you're trusting with your books, you know, you need to check and make sure that they're, credit history is you know are they just going out taking all this money from different places and not paying them back yeah. you know what's going right. on what would that look like how would somebody go about engaging your guys' services for that if you're like an hr department or you're a hiring manager how, right. how do you know that this is a good idea to call you guys oh are you paying people are people you know do you have your name on your you know logos and stuff like that around on people's cars and people are walking around with that stuff on their shirts you just want to give us a call at the office um, 919-821-0016 is our office number. So we have a lady there named Tanya. She's been working with us for like 14 years and she is excellent. So any kind of criminal check, if you need to do a federal check, national check, you know, we can cover whatever need that you have. Is these, are these yeah. people driving, you know, and are they? We're, we're super accessible too. I mean, it's literally that easy. Just call us, call Tanya, send us an email. Um, we're, we're always working, you know, right. we're, we're never not going to answer the phone. Right. That's one thing, yeah. Black men, we always answer our phone. Right? Oh, yeah. Monday through Friday, well, it doesn't even matter. On the weekends, it rolls over, and I answer the calls on the weekends. So, you know, we're always there for you if you just want to call and ask questions. And then, yeah. you know, we get you in touch with whichever best case manager you need for your situation. So, One of the lessons I learned from, from my last job from the HR department, and I read it in a lot of business books as well, is it is crazy expensive to hire the wrong person. Right. Yeah. Because you invest a lot of time, too. You know, um, the time you spend and then undoing it is, I mean, you got to follow the rules, right? You, you can't just be like, ah, I changed my mind. <laughs> I mean, we're a no fault state. So there's, there's some of that here in North Carolina, but the, the exercise of hiring the wrong person or finding out information that you should have known too late right. is a very expensive endeavor for business owners. Right. I mean, we've, um, we worked for, I think like a nursing home or something and did a federal check and this guy had crazy crazy charges and he had been working with them for for a long time his charges were in other states so you know a lot of times business owners just think oh let me just run a statewide north carolina criminal and the only things that come up on that are you know things you were charged with here in north carolina but if they're from Mm -hmm. oregon you know or they're from virginia right up the road and you don't know what they were charged with there they could be a sex offender and you don't know it Mm -hmm. what pertinent information do you need about someone just first last name middle name social security number date of birth Date of birth. Date of birth, name, and if you're trying to do a national check, you need a social security number. If you need a credit check, we have a waiver that you have to have signed because North Carolina, you know, protects your credit. And so you need to know who's doing these credit checks. And so we get that paper signed and we can get you whatever you need. Right on. Yep. Are you guys inspired by Dog the Bounty Hunter? No. Oh, I love it. What? <laughs> no, no, God, his hair. I just... <laughs> Sorry. We got, no, got a dog. split crowd. No, yeah, I think yes, no. no. <laughs> Sorry. That's what makes us wonderful. We're awesome. So yeah, I love dog. Yeah. Yeah, dogs us up. He was on a uh, episode of um, Armchair Expert, which is a fantastic podcast by Dax Shepard, a Hollywood actor who's in Chips and all yeah. this stuff. But uh, Dog Story is phenomenal. If you don't know Dog Story, go check that certain episode out. It's really good, heartwarming. Dog. I guess I'm just a little too judgy. I don't know his story. I just <laughs> oh, his story. Yeah, yeah. You don't know his story. Awesome. Yeah. 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 A Christian man. I like him. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, can you guys share with us one of the stories from the sleuth? 
Like what's what's if you guys can share a story, what's the one that you enjoy sharing with people the most? Peanut payday. Peanut payday. That yeah. was. <laughs> it's got a great name too. Peanut payday. Yes. Right. So it's a workers' comp uh, story. Okay. And so you know they you know supposed to be hurt, can't bend over. I think the woman had like back issues or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so she it was um, a man. Was it a man? Yeah. I don't know. We You'll never know. The details right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a man. It's a woman. We don't know. But anyways, the investigator was watching. They weren't getting anything. They had a beautiful lawn, right? So the lawn is pristine. It's cut. Beautiful. You know, everything is just nice and pretty. And so a um, couple of days, I think he sat out there and wasn't, you know, wasn't getting anything. We might come to the mailbox and just check the mail, but nothing, nothing exciting. So we're just sitting out there. So um, he decided to... Like, how can I mess up this guy's lawn? So he went to the store <laughs> and got a big old box of packing peanuts. And, you know, it was just driving by. Well, and fun. somehow, like, a few of them <laughs> fell out of the box. And they, you know, landed on the lawn. Like, no later than, like, five minutes, the guy was outside picking up all the peanuts. And so the skaters up there up the street, like, I got you, yeah. just filming away. And the man's bending and lifting and on his knees and out there cursing out the storm all, <laughs> yeah. all pissed off because all his packing peanuts are <laughs> ruining his lawn. But, you know, he had a claim that he was not able to stand or bend or do anything. And he was furious and he was out there. Yeah, it was a while. He had like 30 minutes of video of him out there picking up those peanuts. Wow. <laughs> so, but it's always interesting. I'm in a run group and um, um, somebody said that they had a case out in a, a workers comp case. And I was like, what are you doing here? Like some, you never know Go who home. could be watching. Uh, they had home. no idea what you do. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything because uh, you never know who might hire us. But, right, yeah. I'm like, you're not even paying attention to it. So people are dumb. Um, <laughs> you know, people yeah. do not pay attention Fact. to what's going on around them. If they think, you know, it's all about me. Yeah. You know, it's all about what I've got going on and nobody's paying me attention. We're always just like right there. We know a lot of times too, people, people could be doing the right thing and we get out there and that's what we see. Right. Yeah. You know, um, they could have a legit, you know, workers comp claim going on and they're just in the house all day. And then we have to sit outside of their house and figure out how do we get them to come out? So we prove that they're in there first of all, cause we haven't seen them all day. So what, what percentage of the time do you guys find that? Cause you, like you mentioned before, like you guys get hired when people want to know the truth. Right. And it, not, they want to confirm their suspicions. That's, that might not be what they always get. Right. Right now. What percentage of the time do you guys think that people are confirming their suspicions and what percentage of the time do you have to half dang i don't know i mean yeah truly like people could be doing the right thing you just don't know to get out there i mean usually in order for them to call us in the first place they mm-hmm. they have some type of suspicion right you know and they most well, likely aren't wrong right and well and sometimes workers know. cops they just need to see what's going on they just need to know do we need to continue to put money into this do we need to right. put more you know effort into this person is that's you know is that mm-hmm. what's really going on with them and so they need this help um, like with cheaters, a lot of times, if you know you're being cheated on, usually you're right, unless you're a horrible person. Yeah, you quoted so. Khalil Cabron in the in the uh, in the sleuth. I want to just read him. that. Yeah. yeah, your hearts know in silence the secrets of the days and the nights, but your ears thirst for the sound of your heart's knowledge. Right, that's like good, right? The core. Of this. Love him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So cheaters might be a little bit higher ratio is what you're saying. Cause most of the time, if you think, you know, there's probably something there. Is that your guys' yeah, experience? Yeah. And I, I mean, people could, people could already have, you know, text messages or they may have found mm. some emails or receipts or something that tipped them off that something is going yeah. on. Um, 
And I, I feel like they've, they've probably known for a while by the time they come to us. A lot of them yes. already have attorneys. A lot of them are already going through the divorce process. Um, and then we work with their attorney also. So, What are some of the signs that you should be on the lookout for if you're suspecting that maybe your partner is cheating on you? What Change are some of the behavior. Mm-hmm. Change in behavior. They you know, don't want to hang out with you anymore, not having sex. Um, I mean, you know what your relationship is like when you're happy, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're that's not happening, you know, there might, there's something going on. They might not be cheating, but they may be, it may be something that you just need to address. And sometimes a lot of, you know, couples can't talk and. I've heard of before that. um, So I've heard this from, from friends of ours that like normally when somebody like starts to like lose a bunch of weight and start caring about their body when it's something that they weren't doing before, like usually there's somebody just like, I wonder if they're cheating on somebody. (laughs) You guys think that that's a thing? I, I could see where that comes from. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when people get that confidence boost and then their yeah. behavior changes. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't always necessarily mean that they are. Sure. And some people just like want to get healthy. Yeah. Right. They're just feeling better about themselves. They're mm-hmm. just feeling themselves a little bit. And that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's how it should be, you know? Yeah. But the midlife crisis, like, you know, buying cars and all that stuff really does oh, yeah. happen. And they just kind yeah. of, people just lose their mind for a minute and they just... Have you had your midlife crisis yet, Josh? I've been thinking about that lately because you have already, and I'm like, <laughs> "Have I? I?" You talk about it. I'm yeah. thinking I'm trying to schedule mine and make it very PG-13, <laughs> like, like just a long weekend, just like have an existential crisis, yeah. get it over with. I don't have a sports car or anything cool. We should do an episode just where we address each other's midlife crisis. We'll try to talk about it, set it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today is well, the series off. of episodes. We're day three yeah, into yeah, yeah. our midlife crisis. <laughs> Proper, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you guys are dependent uh, and somewhat like you, you engage with technology a lot. You use cameras and this and that. What do you, how do you stay on tap with all the new technology that's coming out and how you can use it? Is there somebody in the office that's going to these trade shows or how do you, what cameras, are you, what do you like to use? Um, we, we really rely on a little old school Sony, Sony Handycam. Yeah. Um, that oh. thing's awesome. Right on. It's yeah. simple. If it ain't so, broke, don't fix it. Right. right. It's yeah. simple. Right. I mean, it kind of is up to the investigator and what kind of job you're doing. Right. So you might need a little pin cam or something to put in your pocket if you need to be. But a lot of times we're far back. You know, we just need something with a great zoom on it that we can go and see mm-hmm. what it is that we're looking at. Um, we do have one um, investigator. He kind of likes to go to all those things and comes back with fun stuff for us. So, you know, but it, whatever He's works. like your cue. What's that? The agent on James Bond that yeah. always has the right. toys. <laughs> right. Like, here's the belt that blows up stuff. There's always one. There's always one person. Like who? we had somebody come in in a meeting once and she had this rear view camera and it like attaches to your rear view mirror, but it's a camera. So it records I don't know. In front, behind, and then something else. Like you could take pictures or something with it. I don't know. Yeah, but one of our things is it it has to be court admissible, you know, unless somebody is just curious on their own accord, you know. But if if it's a divorce situation, you know, it has to be time and date stamped and we can't fudge with it. You know, it's got to be that's what the camera saw, you know, and then we take that, you know, what the camera saw and then turn that over. So we can't have the ability to change time and date stamps. Um, and a lot of, a lot of these little pen cam type things, you know, they're, they're fun toys, but that's not what we typically right. use. It had to be a special situation. Right. Probably. So yeah. I'm curious. Like if right. there was, if, if, what about like ring doorbells and the fact that we're always being surveilled? I hate surveilled? those things. Yeah. 
Is that admissible in court? Or yeah, is it- the, <laughs> PIs don't like this. <laughs> I mean, it, it sends a, a notification to the homeowner that somebody's yeah. at your door. But if you're trying to, you know, go to their door to serve them papers and they're avoiding, you know, that that's a situation where I've run into them. I find that mine, they, they have networks that go with them. Right. And the majority of the things that I get is like, it's complaining about the way that the UPS or Amazon truck driver treats the package. Like, this guy's a jerk. And they just show the guy going up to the door and he's like, here's your... There's your envelope. <laughs> he just chucks it at the door. And uh, it seems to be primarily, or it's like, who's this weird guy? And it's right. only yeah. like, that's, I think people are scared to answer their door yeah. now. Like, don't you think like the doorbell rings and you're like, what? Why scary. didn't you call me? Yeah. Why didn't you text me? This is scary. I, I don't answer my door. I've seen the silliest stuff on either. there. Like I saw one the other day is uh, this guy, super suspicious guy was in the neighborhood knocking on doors and like three people posted it. He's wearing a name badge and he's soliciting. He's like, we're in the neighborhood clearing trees like it's not a mystery yeah, it's on his right. name badge like i can read it on your video that you posted like calm down a little bit i, had, I, I have like a funny it. story so my, <laughs> my, my buddy has really a big house in north person. raleigh and i like rock i was i was i'd make photos for a living so i was like going by his house and i thought i'm how funny is this i'm gonna go on his front porch and make a selfie with a tripod and a nice camera so it's gonna take me 20 minutes to set up the shot and i'm gonna <laughs> send it to him because he's on vacation in europe and say you're invited to the house party I'm throwing at my friend's house, right? Like <laughs> as if I'm having a party. I got you. And I'm on the front porch setting this shot up, and all of a sudden I hear, "Police, freeze! Don't right. move!" <laughs> He's watching me from a coffee shop right. in Germany and just like messing with me. <laughs> Dude, I jumped up, grabbed my stuff, and I jetted out of there. Awesome. He got me good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. funny story. We don't like ring doorbells, but nope. if you were the owner of a ring doorbell, I mean that's cool, right? Yeah, so yeah. you can have like screenshots of people. You know, showing up at your house. See, you can turn that information over to your PI. We can help, you know, identify who right, this person yeah. is. Or is that kind of stuff admissible in court? Like if a ring doorbell for a cheating spouse kind of stuff where somebody shows uh, up? I don't, or? I don't have one. Are they time date stamp? I don't think they're time date stamp, but I think you could use them because it is like, you know, through your, you know, your network, you know, you it's an odd, it's a real thing. It would be like turning in house. text messages, right? I yeah. Mean, yeah, I mean, it's evidence that you could use, something that you could give to your attorney to help make your case. To help so. paint a picture of what's going on, I guess. A lot of times with divorce cases or separations or whatever, you know, alimony, whatever they're trying to do, if you can just kind of scare the other party into doing what you need them to do, that's all you need. I mean, you don't really have to take all this stuff to court, you know, mm. but if we have enough dirt on you, then you're oh, going to okay. want to, you know, you're going to want to. Mediation type deal. Yeah, you're going to do what's best for your situation right now because it's either going to be this or all of it. Yeah. Like, That's gold right there, folks. If you don't listen any further, right there. <laughs> just, yeah. Like, well, that makes a lot of sense. Who wants to go to court? And right. if somebody is lying about something, you're like, well, uh, have you seen this? And they're like, right. oh, okay. Um, I guess we're good. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me go ahead and make a deal with you. So, yeah, that happens a lot, especially with, with custody and, like I said, separations. If you have enough dirt on that person, mm. they're not going to, I mean, they may try to fight you, but then you can bring all that in court. And then that means that everybody can see it. That's public information now. So anybody yep. who's anybody can pull up your name and find all of this information about you. And you may not want to air your dirty laundry like that. Why get into PI? Like what was going on in your life when you're like, oh, this is something that I want to, I want to get into. I imagine it's personal. There's got to be a desire there to be like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah. What was the catalyst? Um, you know, for me, I think it was just kind of like a natural progression of what I was already doing. Um, I was working for a security company and it was owned by um, Allison Blackman, same person that owns Blackman right now. Um, and so our, our little office was one office, a security company and the PI company. Um, and I did some loss prevention stuff with them. Um, I was an armed security guard and uh, I happened to be 
on the black man's side of the office one day and one of the PIs came in and he was wearing a wig. And I remember just looking at him. I'd never seen this man. I was like, what? Your hair, man. Like he, it was like a visor with like this spiky white hair, and uh, then he took it off, and I was like, "Oh my god, what, what's going on?" And he said, "Oh, this is this is one of our PIs." And um, I just kind of jokingly was like, "You're a PI. I want to be a PI." And they were like, "You want to be a PI?" I was like, "Yeah." Ooh. And then that I thought they were kidding. Um, and then we just kind of filled out paperwork, and it just kind of fit. Wow. That. <laughs> I know it's so not <laughs> exciting, but <laughs> do you wear the hat now? Do you wear the wig too? Sometimes I do have wigs. I don't like wearing them. Um, yeah. I YouTubed them for a long time, and I got a little <laughs> wig obsessed. I have three. Um, <laughs> it's easy to do. Trust me. I know it, it's a lot of fun, but like I think I have a big head. They they hurt. I don't want to wear them for a long time. Like this it's little like tight. Headache. Yeah, yeah. Don't it does like squeeze them. your head. I don't know what's my story. So. I waited tables and I was a lifeguard forever, probably until about, well, I think I was still lifeguarding even when I started doing PI work. Um, and I just had a major um, loss in my life and I started doing bail bonds work. And so from the bail bonds thing, I met a friend of mine at my Bible study and we, she introduced me to Allison and said, have you ever thought about being a PI? You're already a bail bondsman. Like you're a badass. like, go ahead and do it. And I was, I was like, I don't know. I was like, are, are there really PIs? Like, do people actually do that? And she was like, you know, this guy in my networking group, he's got a whole company. So I was like, okay, well, we'll see. So I met Allison at some like little Greek restaurant off Capitol Boulevard and um, he asked me all of these questions about people that were walking in. You know, I guess he didn't think I was paying attention, but because I'm super nosy and I just, you know, can't not people watch. Right. Yeah. I, I aced my test. And so I started working with him since then. And I've, I haven't left. So I love it. Um, what do you guys find rewarding about it? Well, you get to help people. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I don't know. Sometimes in the job. I have to imagine it's an immense sense of relief to finally get the answer to a question that you were really oh, yeah. wanting the answer to. Very excited. I go, aha. You found somebody. And I'm like, yes. Worked um, this one case with the guy that went to Cary High School and he was looking for all of his um, basketball team from like 1969. And so like we found them all and they had like this great reunion. And so, I mean, that's awesome. So yeah. that's like a cool thing. That's that the kind of stuff that you wouldn't think about. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you, because it's not all cheating spouses and no, no, like no, the, no. the underbelly. It's just like, if you really want to know, like Allison's thing is like, if you really want to know, it doesn't matter what it is. We'll find a way to help yeah. you, yep. you know, answer your question. So you guys are both in a, in an exciting role in a new chapter as business owners. What right. kind of strategies are, are you guys keeping in mind to keep yourself mentally strong to go through this new balance? Season? Right. Good balance. Margin. Yeah. Um, it's important. Like a couple of weeks ago, we just had so many things going on. I was, I didn't know who I was by the end of the week. I think we're still recovering. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing anything this week, but three things that we have on the list. Like I just can't do anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but just like she said, staying balanced, trying to make sure that, you know, we're scheduling smart and not, you know, I don't overextend yourself with the little, you know, one-on-one -on -one things those can eat up your time. I learned the hard way with that, going to networking meetings and everybody wants to, oh, you're a PI, let's get coffee. And, you know, initially you start out, oh yeah, let's get coffee. I'd love to talk to you and get to know you. But when you do three, four of those a week, you know, you, you could have been working on a case. You could have been in the office, you could have been doing something else. Right. Um, and, and just trying to find balance between your family life and your work life. That's really hard when, you know, it's, it's hard to clock out when you get home. Yeah. You know, when you get home, spend time with your family, be with your kids, be I with don't your spouse. Out. You don't I've gotten out. to the point where I don't clock out. I just can't. There's things happening. I need to, like, I'd rather be ahead of it than not yeah. be. 
So sometimes I get, you know, but I've learned to like add that to my life. I don't have a two year old. Right. I so, got to clock out. Yeah. So we have to watch Peppa <laughs> <Yeah>. Pig. It's, <laughs> it's a serious. And then also we're trying to, you know, keep a good presence in the social media, you know, making sure that our Facebook is doing well and LinkedIn and we want to get into some Instagram and stuff, but we're loving to do this um, podcast with you. Um, so we're going to get into that. I am super excited about the podcast because I just love podcasts. So I'm just, you know, thrilled. Um, so we're just going to try to do something new, something, you know, you got to have this PI thing, like all your elements in place, you know, make sure your social media is good. Are you doing a podcast? Do you have mm-hmm. a YouTube video? Are you doing promo videos? Are you doing the networking stuff too? And right. all of this, you know, marketing is on top of what you do for your business. Right. And that's another piece of the balance. You know, it's, it's, you yeah. just have to. Like so many business owners, like how do you let people know what you offer? And I think yeah. that you guys are in an industry that has probably for a long time, I know for me, I can just speak for me. Like I had no idea like how many different types of services and what PIs really did right. other than the, the stereotype from forever ago that I yeah. kind of had about it. Um, um, I think we just have to give people time to talk to us too. You know, we're, we're trying to let everyone know that we're accessible. We're real people. We're not the Hollywood stigma you know, I mean, we're not like behind the blinds in a little closed office somewhere. Right. You know, we're we are out and about, and you know, we're we're pretty normal. Um, and it's not just us. Like I said, there's ten of us. Um, and there's there's lots of PIs in the area. We do actually have a good a good bit of competition in this area. Um, and you know, I, I want people to feel comfortable with talking to us because, like we talked earlier, you know, they they're usually going through something in their life. They're usually you know already in a hard time, and that's why they sought us out in the first place. Right. Yeah. I think um, I was found out that from the Bureau of uh, Labor that there's projecting that in the next 10 years, your industry is going to grow by 11 percent. And they're citing a lot of reasons because of cyber issues and security issues and how it's becoming more and more important. So I think it's it's definitely a a growth area. And it's something that I think more and more people are going to become aware of. And how do you guys help be a part of like breaking that stigma? Like what is what does it look like nowadays? Like what is private investigator? What what do we do? How do we spend our time? How do we help people? I think that's that's an important thing to that's a big thing to chew off there. Yeah. It is. And especially because we do so much and, you know, there, there's so many different things you could do as an investigator. You've got, you know, people who investigate corporate matters. You've got, you know, loss prevention type investigators that work for large companies. Um, you've got the the small fries, um, you know, the single guy in his office doing just domestic cases. Um, and there, there's so many things. You could be a financial investigator. Um, you could work, you know, all state cases or all government cases or all federal cases. I mean, right. it's what are your guys' specialties? All of the above. Yeah, our specialty is that we do everything. Um, so we really want to be like a household name for PIs, right? So we want to, like if you have a small business that you're calling us to do your background checks and that you have a good company that you know you can, you know, count on and can explain these things to you. Um, if you have a an attorney's office, you know, we have PIs in all these different areas. We have, you know, contacts with people all over North Carolina. And then, you know, even if we need to step out in another state, it's just always great to have somebody to kind of break that barrier between you and the next person just so that, you know, it's a comfortable process for you you know it's kind of stressful if you say your you know spouse or whoever is going to go from here to Georgia like we can go but it might be better for your pockets to like for us to link up with somebody in Georgia and just kind of work that piece out and so that just kind of takes the stress off of you as a consumer right um 
I don't know, we're going to do some things with the schools and just try to get kids being aware and just, you know, teaching, you know, how to be smart, not posting crazy stuff on your social media, you know, realizing that these decisions are going to follow you for all of your life. And you just need to be aware. You just want to kind of open people's eyes to like what can be found on you, you know, what, how to live your life, you know, so that you don't have these problems or just so that at least we can be a sounding board for asking these type right. of questions or we'd are love you, to do like a career day type thing. Yeah, that sounds that great. Are you currently doing the school circuit at all or any speaking engagements of that nature? No, we, um, we're trying to make some connections with some people and just try to figure out how we would structure that whole thing. Yeah. Um, we do like free, um, free kid, kid fingerprints. So if like you want to come to our office, we can do like a little fingerprint card and kind of an introduction to us and like what we can do and just we just have fun stuff. And, you know, Mally's in the office. You know, he's just awesome with kids. He's good with people. You know, they've just been doing this stuff forever that how can you not, you know, capitalize and do, yeah. you know, bring their knowledge into these things. So does a, does a kid's thumbprint stay the same all their age, all their life? No, it's going to change. I mean, it's going to gets bigger <laughs> it does right. that's true it does change like i think every like is it five or six years or something i don't know the way they even need to get them re-fingerprinted mm. um but like when i was little we always did those identikid things and so you did one in like middle school and so by mm. the time you went to high school or got a job because you won't get fingerprinted unless you go to jail right unless you work with kids or in the school system or concealed or, carry type thing yeah. Carry, yeah yeah so it's just good to kind of have for your kids you just never know it's never yeah, goes yeah. crazy out here we, so. we, i heard we get a new body every seven years if you think about yeah. it, yeah, so like, with yourself, like regeneration. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, not in a metaphysical way, but in a physical way. You yeah, know, you're in a new. Like you look back, you're like, oh, I look like that then and then now, and huh. so maybe every seven. But the eyeballs stay the same, right? I know that. Yes, your eyeballs do stay the same. Yeah, there you go. I See, think, yeah, I, I knew something I was right. I knew it was yeah, something. Right. I knew I had some truth <laughs> in me today. The, uh, <laughs> when somebody has hired you guys, and you mentioned that it could be cases are very different on the length of time. There could be some that are quick. Some take mm-hmm. a very long time. When it gets to the point where you've you've compiled, you have the results, and you want to share those results with the the client, what does that look like? Uh, we we try to present everything. You know, we that's what we do. We present the the case to them. Yeah, well, I mean, we keep up with our clients as things are going on, depending yeah. on you know, can they handle it, or is this a case that we must kind of like need to do our job and then yeah. go to them? Because a lot of times, especially in domestic cases, if you're dealing with people are very high strung that they you know may kind of blow the case for you by saying i know that you i know that you were over there with her the other night you know and then it's Mm. like your whole case is blown and we don't really have what you need they get like one bit of evidence and they use it to confront the person right yes and you're like yeah please don't do that so um but usually we kind of keep our clients updated with what's going on and then at the end of the investigation you get a report you get like a detailed invoice, everything's time, date, stamped. You get pictures and videos and we just give wow. you a little, you know, little booklet and there you go. Do you guys ever have people like when you sit down across the table to give them the report and they're like, you know what? Uh, I don't want to. <sighs> oh, no. No. Like, oh, no. You want to know. If it's right there in front of you, yeah. you can't not see that. You yeah. ever meet with people in public to do the reveal or is it Sometimes. Like, sometimes. Really? It just, again, it depends on the client. Really? If we feel like they can handle it, like. Yeah it's okay yeah. to like let them know as things are going on. I imagine so. some things are a lot more emotionally charged. Like you're being taken advantage from a workman comp situation. Probably not going to blow up and lose your cool over it. Right. As much yeah. as like something that would feel like very personal as a, right. As a cheating, cheating spouse. spouse. Yeah. Are women cheating as much as men these days? Yes. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a trend that's increased in the past? I don't know. 20. I mean, is that, 
been people, the way it is all throughout history. That's people all suck. I've ever known. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Every, everybody's, everybody's fully sucky. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, people get in relationships where they don't really want to be in these relationships and things, you know, happen and they end up, you know, deep into it. And next thing you know, 20 years later, somebody's jump ship. And mm-hmm. so just never know. How big of a role have you guys known as, since we're on the cheating spouses thing? Because I always hear about social media, people looking up old boyfriends, girlfriends. Is that is that playing a big role in what you guys are seeing in your investigations? Yeah, or different apps. Anything. I yeah. mean, if, if all of a sudden they have a dating app, you know, your husband's on Tinder. <laughs> that would be a concern. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, do, when can find, like, find me on Tinder. What? Find us on Tinder. Imagine <laughs> yeah. if we had that on the podcast. Never fly. <laughs> And then I, when confronted, like, how do you know I'm on Tinder? What else? Is what? Tinder used for anything else? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What is it used for? It's a dating app, right? But yeah. uh, Tinder's right. a swipe right, they swipe like right, swipe up. left, right? They're hooking I, up. I've never used it's it. It's usually hooking up. That's what I thought That's the one with swipe right and swipe left, right? That's where they yeah. go. Yeah. 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 I have a Tinder, Tinder app, but not for that. But <laughs> what do you have it for? I just knew. I have found so many oh, people yeah. on Tinder. Just like, you know, yeah. when I get bored, you know, just. Pretty easy, easy case right there. You said right. people people could be dumb. Like, I wonder they're cheating. Well, let's look. They got a Tinder profile. How's that? <laughs> right. or, uh, right. Oh, there's an indicator. <laughs> yeah. right. There's your sign. <laughs> or like Kick Messenger or any of those things like Hangouts. Like, why do you need Hangouts unless you're talking to somebody that you're not supposed to? I feel to. so old right now. What's a was it Google? Google. Yeah, Google Hangouts. It's just like a little messenger app. Okay. Yeah. I know what Google Hangouts was. I thought maybe it was a cool thing. I didn't know. Like when people want to like. <laughs> People want to like ghost, not ghost you, but when people want to, um, you off the radar. No, what's it called? Whenever they're not who they say they are. Oh, catfish. catfish. Yeah, when they want to catfish you, you know, they right. use like hangouts and stuff. So everything has like a Google IP number, so they can't be traced back and blah blah blah. Hmm. So once you delete, you know, these apps, they're gone, and your spouse or whoever, they're not gonna be able to find out who you're with. So why do you even have hangouts, or why yeah. do you even have Kick or whatever? Yeah. Why are you on Snapchat all the time? I know Craigslist took the casual encounters completely off the craigslist format or whatever yeah yeah that was probably smart probably smart they did that a while ago and then they had like back page and so back page was gone and it's something else now i don't know yeah just leading to (laughs) it's like why do you know all this stuff yeah Yeah. (laughs) like crazy stuff y'all it does it's like not always pg rated you know what i'm saying of course so what did you say cake was the other one Kick. Kick. K-I-K. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've said like, oh, like I recognize it. Oh, yeah, I'm cool. For, I'm down with the 411. K-Cop. I feel like I need to stay on top of this stuff now that my kids are getting older. Oh, yes, you do. Like yeah. they're on, um, like right now they're on TikTok and I'm a little concerned about TikTok. That's the one where it's short videos. Right. They're yeah. for comedy and it's like a voiceover thing. It started like how it was like kind of a dub spash thing. But then I saw like a news report and it's like, beware if your kids are on TikTok. It seems like everything has a dark side that I should be concerned right. of as a parent. Yeah. It's just like having your parental controls on stuff i mean i don't think tiktok is horrible but just know what they're on yeah like my kid can't do anything i'm in all his stuff i, I think need all the passwords and i think she tracks him on like, a gps yeah I'm she always him. knows where he is yeah i'm like let me pull him up we Where have this app cheats? on our phones that we use in our family called um life 360 oh yeah and uh, essentially what it does is it's like it's always on, right? And so, like, I can open it right now and I can see where my kids are and where oh, their school. And it'll tell awesome. me, like, how much battery they have on their phone. Yeah. That's nice. a good one. And it'll yep. give me, like, a text message. And it's like, boop, boop. Hey, uh, Katie's phone's at 7%. You need to call her and let her know to charge it. Like, right. if she's That's out awesome. with buddies or something. <laughs> yeah. And, like, um, charge your phone. Like, for me, I'm just kind of, <laughs> I just assume everybody knows exactly where I am at every time. I'm just giving yeah. up on that whole, like, yeah. <laughs> 
privacy side of stuff. Like, well, look, uh, if you're not hiding anything, you should be okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a great matter. quote about that. I think it was Mark Twain. I can't think of it right now, but essentially, like, it's a great way to live your life to have no secrets. The, right. the freedom right. that yeah. comes with it is to be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, you can have my phone, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, um, changed past. I noticed that was one of the things, things that, that you guys mentioned in signs to be on the lookout for is like, uh, Changing they won't passwords. let you use their. They won't let you use their phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't touch it. Yeah, don't don't even look at it. All of a sudden, you have a privacy screen. Like, why can't I see your phone? Yeah, yeah. I have a password on mine, and I'll tell you why. Because of the last place I worked, the people used to grab my phone and set dumb stuff. Like they go into my Facebook and be like, like just <laughs> oh stupid stuff. Like just post <laughs> stuff childish. on my behalf. Yeah, it's very <laughs> childish. It was funny, yeah. but it was childish. And yeah. uh, and then people figured out that even when your phone's locked, you can use Siri. Did you know that? No. So you can be like. So, like, if somebody's phone is locked in on the table, I've done this before. I'm a terrible person. If I know the person, right? Okay, so this happened at a party. I thought I was picking up my old boss's phone, my buddy. And I, I picked it up, and I used Surrey to be like, set an alarm for 2 a.m. to brush my teeth. And I thought I was just going to screw with him. His phone's going to go off at 2 a.m. And I set, like, a bunch of these alarms. And then we were leaving the party we were at. And uh, my wife, I think she saw me do it. And she's like, you should tell him. You don't want to wake him up or whatever. And I was like, hey, I messed with your phone. He pulled out his phone. And I was like... I didn't mess with your phone. Let's get out of here. Uh, <laughs> it was not his phone. <laughs> so I don't know who ever got those alarms. Whoops. but uh, Sorry. Whoops. Very childish. I'm a childish person. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, thank yep. you guys so much for being on the podcast yeah. today. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Thank I really you. enjoyed talking to you. This episode of the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast is made possible by Forerunner Media. Forerunner Media is a creative agency helping you reach your strategic goals through content creation for social media and other platforms. Clients include Porsche USA, BMW Motorcycles, HH Hunt, the North Carolina Bankers Association, The Price Company, and Link Business, just to name a few. For every handful of satisfied paying customers, Forerunner Media does a project absolutely free for organizations who are doing good for their communities. Contact josh.manning at forerunner.media today for more information. Forerunner Media, your content creation partner. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? 